All right, will you allow me to do this? Will you allow me? Because I got to get you right now. I got to get you right now when your spirit is stirred. That's, that's when the word of God's got to go. He's got to get into your spirit. And right now, I think your spirit's a little stirred. How many of you are willing to praise? Oh, well, your wood's still wet. I know it rained Friday and Saturday, but it's pretty nice outside, ain't it? All right, well, go ahead and look at your neighbor and say, hey, we're going to do it now. We're going to preach. And then we're going to come back, and Tommy, you might as well just have that cue because we're going to do that again at the end. All right, y'all okay? Yeah. All right, well, let's take a seat. Take a look at your neighbor and say, whew, thank goodness you're beside me because you're the best looking thing I've seen all morning. I'm hoping it's your husband or your wife. If you've got your Bibles, let's turn it to John chapter 11. I'm ready to go this morning. There's something about grace that I just adore because I know where I was. I might not be where you want me to be right now. I'm not probably not to that extent. I'm prob- I probably haven't reached your level of holiness, but I'm not where I was. What I need you to do is give me some grace like he gave you. Yeah. Quit judging me. John chapter 11. I'm going to start it off like this. This is about the story. Now, I don't want you to get mixed up. This, this is not about Lazarus. All right? We're going to talk about his sisters because I believe they need to be ministered to this morning now a certain man was sick starting at verse 1 Lazarus of Bethany the town of Mary and his and her sister Martha it was that Mary somebody say that Mary it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick Therefore, everybody knows therefore, right? Therefore, the sister sent to him. Therefore, the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God and the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So he's reiterating his love for them. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that they were sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Boy, don't love me that much. (laughs) He loved them. So he just stayed where he was. This morning, I want to talk to you about the times when God don't show up like you want him to. In In the moments where you've called on someone that you consider... Or that he considers you a friend. And you call out to them but they didn't show up. How many of you are going to keep that friend around? If every time you call they stay two more days. 
Come on. I thought y'all had good friends. I mean, aren't you going to be understanding that if they don't ever show up when you want them to show up, you're still going to be there next week for them anyway? They're still, just in case they call you, you're going to go. Even though they didn't come to you, they're still going to be your friend. And, but they don't keep showing. I don't understand. Y'all's friendship is weird. I'm going to give you a couple shots. When it's time for me to withdraw from my account, you know, the account that I've been depositing into you, right? And I call and say, hey, hey, Joe. Oh, by the way, wasn't Wednesday good? I say, hey, Joe, I need your help. And Joe don't show up. Or Joe calls me back two days later. Hey, man, just seen where you called. Did you get any other phone calls that day? Man, my phone rang off the hook. I was busy, busy. But you just now seen where I called. Can, you you got to first understand something that's going on right here. This is Mary. Said that she's the one. It was that Mary that anointed his feet with oil and dried it with her hair. Yeah. It's that Mary. Oh, there's a good relationship there. <laughs> but you got to go back a few chapters and find out who that Mary was. Bible scholars believe that it's that Mary that was caught in adultery. Remember, and Jesus drew the line. And he said, if anybody else here hasn't sinned, you go ahead and throw the first stone. And everybody left. And then he looked at that Mary, that Mary, the ones that the Bible scholar believes that, that is this Mary, and said, go and sin no more. Yeah. There's something that was very cool to me. Jesus just didn't send her on her way and say, don't sin anymore. Jesus built a, rela oh. Jesus built a relationship with her. He, yes, he did. The, it's, it's that Mary. See, there was, a, there was a relationship that was being worked on that grew them closer. And Jesus loved her more and he, she loved him more and he loved her more. Not so much that he loved her, he loved her worship. And she went and, ignored, and anointed his feet with her fragrance. And dried his feet with her hair. It's that Mary. It's, it's the Mary that said, hey, you let me go. You didn't condemn me. You forgave me. You sent me on my way. But I didn't want to go too far. So I and you began a relationship. I fell in love with you more. You fell in love with me more. And we built a relationship. It is this Mary... That's calling out to Jesus because her brother is sick. Now, he didn't have a snotty nose. He was sick. They feared that he was going to die if Jesus didn't show. Now, granted, we could probably understand if it was a wicked old sinner. I know, y'all don't look at people like that. You're lying. I don't know why he's praying to God. God ain't going to listen to him. God said he'll bless who he wants to bless him. You can't say. Y'all don't like to hear that preaching. We're talking about the one 
that love Jesus so much. Just like you and I, you know, when we first met Jesus and, and he didn't condemn us for our wretched self. But yet he forgave us. And he said, go and sin no more. But he didn't just leave us on our own. He, he came and walked alongside of us. How would you feel? Not how would. How do you feel? At those times. But wait a minute, Jesus. Don't you love me? Didn't you hear me? Jesus, I worshipped you last Sunday. Some of us. Well, we won't get into that. Some of us got whooped on. God bless the little children. Right? They are blessings. They are blessings. They are gifts. Sometimes I wonder if it's the gift of like that fruitcake. But anyway, let me get off of that. How did you feel? That day when you needed Jesus. And he didn't show up when you thought he should have. How did you feel? Oh boy, this is, this is good. I love it when the Holy Spirit starts talking because y'all just get quiet. Y'all just... Because you're starting to ponder in your heart. Because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure, I can say this with confidence, it probably fractured your faith. I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth. There's been times that God didn't show up when I needed him to show up. Matter of fact, he never showed up concerning live with that one and try to preach about the goodness of God when it was almost like he took a detour sent me the voicemail no return text no emails never seen him in that situation walked through that trouble all by myself and he never leaves you up or say, okay, Christian, you let me know when you're walking in the darkness alone. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that it's because that he decided not to go with you. But have you ever been alone? You ever walked through a trial? You ever had to go through something? Where your money couldn't fix it. Your friends were never there. Y'all ain't got friends anyway. Where your friends weren't there. The church hurt you. And you walk it on your own. And you begin to walk in a fractured faith. So much so. You just don't call out to him anymore. 
See, that's what some of this twisted theology causes us to do. It causes us to live by what we feel and not by what we believe. I'm going to help you this morning. I would say 98% of us, okay, 99, uh, okay, fine, 100% of us. 100% of us live our life based on how we feel. Tell me you don't. Somebody in here that's brave enough to say that you do not, raise your hand. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and we'll continue. See what I mean? We, we live our life based on how we feel. That's not how God tells us to live. But here is Mary and Martha. Two angry sisters. Thought you loved me. See, one, one was so angry. I loved how this was presented to us. Because one was so angry when she heard. This is like some of you women. Y'all hear the, the person that you got the issue with. Y'all hear that they in town and you go look for them. I heard you've been talking about that. Well, your husband made you mad. Here, here, now they'll amen it. Well, they'll amen a preacher down when you bounce on their husbands. When your husbands didn't take out the trash. Boy, and, and they left. And there says the trash can. You, man, I seen something on Facebook. Are both of them yours? Yes. I know they are. Let me have them. <laughs> I seen something on Facebook the other day. Just, it so enlightened me. It so caused me to become happy. Because I said, I knew I wasn't the only one. I just knew I wasn't. But y'all might have seen this. I don't know. I don't know how much you. Give me that right there. I won't spill it. I'll hold it in this hand. And when it come up, I, had to, I laughed out loud, Jeff, by myself. I just, I went, oh, my goodness. But it says, when your husband gets in the car, and when your wife gets in the car. Well, the husband got in the car and sat in the seat, turned it on, ready to rope. And he looks over, and here comes mama. Come on, y'all can testify. I don't understand it. I'm ready to go. We're already late. And they want to get in the truck. Or before they get in the truck, here, hold this. Here, hold this. Let me, hey, put this in that cup holder right there. I'm, I'm coming. Hang on. Let me put this here. And then we put this in the back seat. Put this over here. And then we, we climb in. And then, then we take the visor down and we. Didn't you do that? In, you're late. You should have. 
and we get all of that done, oh, my thing fell. Get in trouble. Told y'all the super glue is. Yeah, because I can't see it. And they get all up in the truck. And they get all up in the truck and they bring all their stuff. I mean, they got stuff piled up to the eyeballs. And then they get mad at you when you say, would you please come on? Just wait a minute. I know, y'all. But anyway, why did I even go there? Why did I even go? Where was I at, man? I was just... I went somewhere. I was going somewhere. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Walking through the dark. They walk through the dark all the time. You married, brother? Uh, consider. Consider Jesus before you get married. Hey, we didn't see where y'all were jumping in to help us carry those bags. Oh, here this goes. And I just... Why was I thinking about that? Oh, I don't know why I didn't, but anyway, okay. <laughs> Women, your husbands didn't take the trash. And they're, oh, that's what it is. Then you're late for work and you got all this stuff in your hands. That's why I went there. See, I told you. It's all written down. And you're looking at that trash can. I like to be a bird in a tree just to hear y'all sometimes. And you put yourself, and you take the trash can down because it's got to go. It was full. And you told him last night it was full and it had to go. You can't waste another day. We can't wait till next week. It's got to go now. Don't be kicking your husbands under the seat. <laughs> and you hear he calls you and says, hey, I'm on my way, honey. Boy, she ain't waiting for you to get home. She meeting you at the bottom of the driveway. I'm going to drive the truck up. You grab the trash can. I told you. That's how Martha was. Martha come running. She said, I... If you would have been here, we will have a special altar service for the women this morning. <laughs> if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. See what, see what will happen to us when we address the Lord based on our feelings instead of us praising him. For who he is, we want to correct him for what he did not do. Fractured faith. Happens a lot. I'm not trying to condemn you this morning. I'm walking in the same stuff you're walking in. If you don't think for one second me and daddy don't have conversation, just don't show up at the church on any given day and Expect not to hear, uh, you might hear me screaming. Some of you are going, man, 
I went in, the pastor was screaming at his wife on the phone. No, I wasn't. I was screaming at God. What? I could have dealt with the wife thing. Sometimes he doesn't show up, Miss Linda, the way, the way I'm expecting him to show up. Because after all, he loves me. And I love him. I mean, she, I can see it now. She come out probably reminding him of a few scriptures back. You didn't even have to show up. We just letting you know that Lazarus was dying. All you had to do was do that word thing. You know, like you done with the centurion. Just send it. But no. Everything you have was more important than me. But if you would have been here. And see, now you're addressing God from a different perspective. Now you're addressing him as a God that fails. So if you're addressing someone as someone that fails, how do you think that affects your belief system in that person? I wonder how many of you will go back again. See, we, we, live, we live our belief system, we, we, we build our belief system based on what God hasn't done in our life. That's mine. I just told you to hold it. Thirsty. I think most of us sitting in here this morning can even vouch for saying, I've built my belief system based on what God hasn't done for me. See, there are certain things. See, okay, let me help you a little bit further. She come to him and said, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Meaning that if you would have been here, you could have healed him. But now that it's gone beyond sickness, it may be too much for you. Oh, come. I got, I got open seats on the front row. Come on up here and get you some. See, that, that's fractured faith. It's not that we just don't believe God. We just don't believe that he can do what it is that we need now at the present moment. If he would have done it yesterday. Y'all ain't with me yet. I'm going to get you right in here. If you would have showed me that check in the mail yesterday, I could have went down and paid my rent. And then I wouldn't have got evicted. But no, now look at you. I'm by myself, ain't I? But I think that's how we all do it. Do you think it's the right way to do it? Do you think we ought to address God in in certain circumstances as if you do it now, we're fine. But if you wait until tomorrow to do it, I'm not so sure you can get it done. To me, that almost goes along with the scripture of a double-minded man. And the Bible's pretty stern on that one. He said, you may, not, may as well not even ask for anything if you're double-minded. 
because he ain't going to do it. God, if you could have caught this diagnosis. Oh, man, I was watching. Well, not watching. Well, yes, I was. I was watching a, a, an acquaintance of mine, a, a, a past friend of mine that went to school with me. And I almost sent it to Tommy because I wanted Tommy to play it. I would have called him. Well, actually, I probably wouldn't have called him and said, hey, do you mind if I do this? Because he's already putting it on Facebook, so apparently he doesn't really care. So anyway, <laughs> he was diagnosed with this rare cancer. Doctors give him maybe a year, put him on a clock. Very outgoing type of guy. He loved to ride motorcycles and not like street bikes or anything. He ain't that much of a man. Sorry, John. But I, I said his name, but it doesn't matter. Um, dirt bikes. Not, not sissy bikes, like dirt bikes. You know, like, like one of them bikes. Not one of them. <sighs> that's, that's crazy. But he went into giving his testimony. They have taken out, I don't forget, I don't forget the, the actual portion of his liver. Removed it. Um, removed lymph nodes. Um, removed tissues. And, and the, one, the one thing, it was a, like a combination cancer. I mean, I'm, I'm not one of the medical people. Cancer to me is cancer. It's, it's of hell. I don't like it, just so you know. But he was talking about how the doctors removed all of this stuff and put him on the clock. But no, when they diagnosed him, they put him on the clock. And then they told him that it was inoperable too, by the way. This cancer was inoperable. It's sign your death certificate, get your life in order. Live every moment as if it's your last. Married, teaches kids, loves kids to death. He, <laughs> he's so funny, even through COVID, sorry. Y'all bear with me just for a second. I just want to give you some ideas of who we're talking about here with this guy. But even through COVID, he was teaching his kids. He was dressing up as certain characters in certain books. And he would read the story. <laughs> he would read the story to Facebook. That's how much he loved teaching kids. But anyway. Doctor said, ain't no hope, ain't no chance. Well, six months went down the road. They go run their test. That tumor um, that wasn't going to react to the medicine that we were putting you on um, has shrunk 30%. And now it's uh, operable. Well, but now not only is it operable, but this one portion of cancer, I wish I was good enough. I might call him and tell him just come do testimony one Wednesday. But I'll tell you some of it anyway because I need you. I need to build your faith. But that one particular cancer that was involved with the others that made it 
like an incurable type of deal. Um, the test, they couldn't find that one. <laughs> See, it didn't happen to you, so you can't rejoice in it. All they found was the dead tissue that it caused. It didn't happen to you, so you don't care. And I understand. I'm rejoicing with him. So then they go in and they take all this stuff out, right? And here he is giving his testimony about how all this stuff is happening. He's giving it on Facebook. And I went, when you praise him in the storm. Well, he didn't do that to me. And he probably won't if you'll be like that. I told you, if you can't rejoice in other people's successes right. and other people's breakthroughs, don't. how do you expect God to... Man, you are selfish. You are extremely selfish if you can't rejoice when someone else gets healing and you're still sick. You are selfish. And you need Jesus. But Jesus decided he was going to hang out. I'm done. Jesus decided he was going to hang out for a couple more days and then come in. Appreciate you. I just had this axle of a truck laying right here. I'm glad you showed up. Hey. And Mary, the one that... He set free. The one that he protected. The one that loved him so much that she wanted to worship him in an atmosphere that was forbidden. She hears the word that he's coming. And the Bible says that she stayed in the house. I don't want to talk to you right now. If, if you would have came when I needed you, we could have, but you've let me down, so I'm not sure. Uh -oh, here's a hard part for you. I'm not sure I can trust you. I'm not, I'm not walking out the beach I'm mourning my brother. The one that you could have saved if you would have just came when I called you. Fractured faith. See how it will cause you to retreat? See how fractured faith will begin to, to shelter you in your feelings and your emotions? Causing you not to allow an availability for God to work in your life. All because he didn't do it the way you thought he should do it. All because he didn't come when you thought he should come. But I called for you. I sent people. Okay, that's, that, that's not helping you. But I went to church. I give my tithes, 
God, I even raised my hand during worship. And I needed you, and you didn't show up. See, now I'm hitting home now, right? Because you'll, you'll come in to worship God with an emotional day, and your worship looks like this. Is that pretty enough? Was that good enough? That's what you're All because he didn't show up yesterday. All because he didn't fix your husband when you prayed the prayer. <laughs> Putting up a prayer card. Jesus, help us. All because your husband didn't wake up the next morning and worship the ground that you walked on and threw rose petals at your feet. How do I know these things, Dawn? <laughs> Stop, Dennis. You get in trouble. You want, you want good food cooking today. Stop. <laughs> This is how it will happen if you're not careful. See, God wants to show you that it's not about how you feel. It's about what you believe. So much so. I mean, we're talking about the woman Man, are y'all understanding the woman that we're ministering to this morning? The one that just loved Jesus so much she was willing to go outside of all tradition, all character law, and go in the midst of men and wash the feet of a rabbi? Are you kidding me? And Jesus wouldn't show up for her? But he knew about you and me. Oh, watch. We're still on the series where grace once stood. It, it floored me. Martha comes out. She's squawking. Pointing fingers. Up in Jesus. What? See, y'all don't think that you would do that. Desperation will bring you to levels that will embarrass you on an afterthought. I, come on, okay. I, I can't believe I said that. Oh yeah, you can't, you've been saying it in your heart for the past six months and you just got an opportunity and you went bleh. And then you went, oh, I can't believe I just said that. And then you automatically go into, oh, I'm so sorry. I can imagine Martha after, after it was all done. I can just imagine Martha pulling Jesus to the side. It's not in Scripture. It's the RDM version. But pulling Jesus to the side saying, Lord, I'm so sorry.
<laughs> Have you ever been put in the place when God showed up and it caused you to go back to him and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, just once or twice or 12 this week. <laughs> Fractured faith. She's sitting in the house. She said, why bother? He didn't show when I needed him. What's the use now? He didn't show up in the relationship when I needed him. And now it's too late. The judge has already dropped the gavel. Divorce is final. Surely if he couldn't keep it together, he can't bring it together. Have you ever been there? What an emotional day for these two. See, I'm not, I'm not poking them. I'm, I'm looking at where Grace once stood, and I'm so grateful that he took the time out to go and show himself anyway. If y'all thought for one second that he didn't believe that they had already given up on him, you're crazy. He was, he was, God, he already did. Y'all remember when he looked at the Pharisees and he said, why are y'all asking these questions amongst yourselves? I'm standing right here. I can hear you. <laughs> I didn't even say nothing out loud. <laughs> Boy, that'd get your attention. But even while she was sitting in her emotion and her feeling in disbelief, where God is just, he'll make you purple head every day if you just give him a second. Jesus sent for her. <laughs> Read the story. Jesus sent for her. They came back and says, Mary, Jesus has called for you. See, no, you ain't never been there. You ain't never been so tore up in your feelings where you just left Jesus out the picture and you're just mourning your issue Jesus is nearby. He's, he's just outside the breach of the, of the city. He's right at the gate. And he calls for Mary. And when Mary came by, boy, I just know, I, I, I know that the Holy Spirit put this on her. Because Martha did not do this, but Mary did. Martha came, back, 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 right? Mary came up. And the Bible says the first thing that she done was fell at his feet. Woo. This is the same Mary that washed Jesus' feet. You got to remember that. I still say that the Holy Spirit took her to a place of familiarity. And dropped her back at the... This is, 
This is the one that you was willing to go outside of everything to worship. This is him. Remember the last time you was at his feet, you worshiped him. <laughs> you remember the last time? Well, do you? Do you remember the last time? Do you have a last time? Do you remember the last time that you fell at his feet and you weren't? Do you remember? Was there anything impossible at that moment? And the Holy Spirit brought her to her remembrance. See, there's just something different about getting back to a place of worship. And for, forget, the, forget the brother. <laughs> there's something about the worship. But she falls at his feet. Listen, watch. There were different attitudes. She fell at his feet, then she said, Y'all can watch me chronological. I don't, I'm, I'm somewhere in those scriptures. <laughs> 11, 1 through 27. <laughs> I'm on 32? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not in. I, I love my wife. She comforts me and keeps me in line. <laughs> but she fell first at his feet. And then she said, if you would have been here. I believe that the, the tone was different between Mary and Martha. Martha came out with desperation and anger and no filter. Any, any Christian in here? And we'll have all to call in a minute. But I had no filter. But I, I picture Mary with a filter. I picture Mary. I picture Mary now going, it, see, it, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. This wasn't one of those things that she was saying, if you would have been here, he would have not died. I believe this was that moment of, of teaching <laughs> that the Holy Spirit began to unveil some truths in her life. And she began to not question him, but just release her feeling. And say, Jesus, you know that if you would have been here, he would have never died. Jesus goes on to teach even more in, in, in the verses. You, what verses are we in? No. Let me take you to the different verses. 25. Between 25 and 42, Jesus speaks about belief five times. 
Five times. You want me to read it? I'll read it. Verse 25, Jesus said to her, this is after Martha had talked about, you know, he said, didn't I tell you that your brother would raise again? And she said, sure, I knew that was going to happen, but in the second resurrection, he said, no. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Verse 40. Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Verse 42. And I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that you sent me. Jesus was telling them the whole time, I don't want to know how you feel. I want to know how you believe. How many of you know your feelings won't get you too far through your problems? Anybody know that? Most of the times your feelings will cause a bigger problem. How many of you know that? <laughs> and the whole church said amen. They woke up. It's not your feelings that get you through. It's your belief that gets you through. That's right. See, you've, you've got to believe regardless. Anybody have problems with that? Sometimes, Dennis, I have a problem with believing that I'm sorry and you can take it up with the elders and We'll discuss it after church. But sometimes, sometimes I too live out of a fractured faith. Do you believe? Or do you feel? Will you believe? Because see, if you've never walked into a situation to where you have experienced fractured faith, keep living. Won't be long now. Some of you experience as soon as you walk out the door. Was hoping for something. And it had to happen right now. And it didn't. Hang on, I got a couple notes. Can I go over some notes? Maybe I don't need to. I thought that I wrote a couple of good points at the back side. Maybe it was. Huh? Huh? Maybe it's at the back. 
Never mind. Jesus took us back to a place this morning where grace once stood so that you and I could learn, come to know that he will stand in that same place for you too. In that moment of uncertainty, just don't know how God's going to put this together. After all, Miss Pat, I have tried and I have tried and I have tried. Just doesn't seem to get any better. It's not working out. Even though scripture says all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I just want you to know this this morning and I'm going to close. That's my first one. Got FOMO. You got to go somewhere. You in a hurry. You in a hurry. Trying to get. No, you, you got to. Oh, I love this guy. I love this guy. We're going to say, y'all go ahead. Y'all go home. He ain't in no hurry. I just want you to know this morning that in your desperation and in your uncertainty, he'll show up. But see, when he shows up, what you thought should have been done, he done greater. See, you missed it. He done greater even in your uncertainty. You can try to make a liar out of God if you want, but he said he won't lie. I love that part. I do. Because we'd be some lying people. <gasps> Pastor, don't stop lying in church. Let's start there. I caught a fish that big, Tommy. Should have seen the rock on that deer. It was like. And Dennis, you know good and well that thing had four little points on it. And it wasn't no bigger than Bambi. <laughs> Woo. And he showed up in the middle of all of it. And then he said, take me. To where you laid him. I love that part. That's a sermon. I think I've preached on that one once. Take me where you laid. Take me where you laid down your hope. Take me where you buried your faith. Where was, where was the place that you were in that you no longer believed in me? I want you to take me to that point. 
Because that's where I'm going to go heal you. That's where I'm going to fix it. Take me to that place. And Martha, she's still squawking. He stinks. He's been in there four days. I can just hear it. Well, I bet she was one of them older women that walked kind of like that and just, just blah, blah, blah. I bet that's what she was. Mary just reminds me of someone more refined. Never mind. Y'all can't get into Scripture, can you? See, I get into Scripture. I see Martha running out in a house coat, slippers, no teeth in her mouth, left them in the cup. And run up. If you would have been. See I see it. And see it it don't make. With her running to Jesus. I don't know why I'm telling you this. With her running to Jesus. And that type of mentality. Or that attitude. Or even that appearance. It wasn't going to shock anybody. But when Mary. Come on maybe that's why Mary was still in the house. It's, this is my mic right now. She was probably sitting in the house doing her makeup. She was getting freshened up because she knew Jesus was coming. She got her makeup done and hair done. She was just got to get, she had to be together. Some of y'all, come on, some of you run. I ain't looking at nobody in particular. But some of you run. And Mary's back in the bathroom. She got five mirrors. They all lit with LEDs. Those 30, 30 times mirrors. Come on, all stop. Why? Because I got too close to you. See, <laughs> you ain't taking me. Are we getting out of the truck? Get in the truck. You know you're a good friend of my wife when you see her without makeup. Either that or your family and you have to deal with it. <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to help y'all. See, sometimes it's in our refined moments that God needs to break us and cause those that, that walk into his holy sanctuary. And he calls you to run and fall on your face. Boogers and snot and tears just laid out. Your, your face stuck to carpet. <laughs> Sound like Velcro. I don't know. It depends on how long you laid there. Come on. I'm trying to. See, there's some people that they won't come out of their refined moment to meet with Jesus. And Jesus said, this is where I need you. I need you broken. I need you hurt. I need you desperate. That's where I need you. Because, see, it's in those moments that I'm free to move, that I'm free to work in your life. You come in. I want healing, Pastor. Could you just put a little dot of just touch? Right? Just, I prefer you didn't put that on. Just don't do it because it ruined my makeup. Just, but I want healing. I want it my way. 
Now, Jesus, if I go out in the spirit, don't you let me. And the first thing he does is throw you plumb back up underneath the pew. Shoo! All hanging out at his feet. Look like the Wicked Witch of the West and the feet down there like that. The house done dropped on him. See, y'all don't know. See, we've gone away from any of that. We, we've gone away from, you know what? God, it don't matter. It don't matter what my friends think of me. It doesn't matter what my congregation thinks of me. I just want to worship you. And it doesn't matter to me. Amen. That's why I got tired of putting makeup on. I just don't even do it no more. Who cares what I look like on TV? Have you ever been that broken? To where it didn't matter? So Mary comes running out with her and her refined self. I still say, I still say she was a woman that kept herself. Now you, you can say whatever it is that you want to say and you can picture her out. I'm telling you, I believe that this is a woman that kept herself. And to run out on a dusty street and go back at his feet. So that she could remember again what it was to worship him. And the Bible said that he stood out in front of the tomb and he lifted up his head. Now, this was after he was weeping. See, this is where John 11 20, help me. 47 maybe? I don't know. What's Jesus wept. What's the shortest verse in the Bible? Jesus wept. Where's it at? 35. I knew that, don't I knew that. Pastor, I can't believe you don't memorize the shortest verse in the Bible. Stop. <laughs> he stands and he's weeping. Some people have put put all of their, their purpose in their, in their sermons on that part of Jesus weeping. And he was weeping over Lazarus. I, he was weeping over the disbelief. Remember, this was today. And Jesus wept. This is what she, this already been written down. She didn't just write this in that short time. Jesus wept. Did he cry because of his love for Lazarus or because of the heartbreak of Mary? <laughs> he wants you to believe. See, he's, he's not incapable when you become defeated. He is strengthened more. <laughs> Remember? He is strong when I am weak. I'll give y'all Sunday school lessons. But all of us will go together. So I'm going to ask this question and we're done. That's number two. 
I'm, I'm done. Just hang on. Is your faith fractured this morning? Man, I remember when God was really working in my life and it was just boom, 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 boom. It reminds me a lot of y'all. Boom, boom, boom. Jesus just shows up like every, you, you can't go 15 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. And it just keeps on keeping. There's going to be a day that you cross over and the manna stops. And then you go. Oh, you're not there yet? Keep going. You keep walking, believing in Christ. And I'm, I'm telling you, I'm giving you forewarning. There's going to come a day where it's going to seem like your prayers hit a glass ceiling. And Jesus ain't nowhere around. He must be busy playing softball. He ain't hearing me. He ain't showing up. He didn't send nobody. Won't nobody talk to me? Have you ever? Boy, I'm telling you, there was a time in my life. Where it was so silent and so much of a wilderness in my life that I began to research and study wilderness because I didn't understand why I had to be there so long. People in church stopped talking to me. Now, they wasn't belligerent or just flat out. It was just every time I wanted to talk to somebody, you was always busy talking to them or you, you were on your way out to the car when I seen you. Or I'd come into the church and I just needed somebody, a positive influence. And, and the one that I knew that would give me the positive influence, well, they was out that day sick. I just got, nobody around me would talk to me. And I'm floating in this wilderness. I'm wandering around in this wilderness trying to figure out, God, what have I done? And then after studying the wilderness, the wilderness isn't as bad as you think it is. The wilderness is where God speaks. <laughs> Go through the Bible. You'll, you'll... He loves you when it's you and him. Well, he loves you even when it's not, but y'all know what I mean. Glad I ain't got somebody giving me dot and I's and cross and T's, man. I fail that test every time. But I found out that, man, when I was walking in the wilderness and everything in life seemed to subside and leave, I would go, oh, daddy wants to talk. So now it ain't nothing but a thing. I'm walking going, when am I going to get in the wilderness? <laughs> Sometimes I'm looking for it to shut out the white noise in my life. So that God can pull me to the Mount Nebo and say, hey, how you doing? Struggling a little bit? Yeah, I'm here. I figured we'd meet up. I've seen you out there running, <laughs> jumping over creeks and brooks. Wouldn't even stop taking a drink because you was looking for the wilderness. I've seen you. But there's times in our life that we just need to separate. And see, God will bring us to that point. And I think that's where he took Mary. And Mary come broken. Mary came uncertain of how this was going to turn out. 
come on, with the thoughts of doubt in her mind. Okay, well, Jesus is here. I really love him. I just wish that you would have done. But maybe it's not meant to be my way. Maybe it is meant to be your way. But you know, if you would have came, it wouldn't have had to be this. And Jesus said, yeah, hold my beer. I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry, back in that day, he said, hold my wine. Watch and see what I'll do now. I've never stopped loving you. I'm glad he hasn't. Because I know several people that have. I'm glad he's never stopped loving me. So this is how we fix fractured faith. We do it like this. Tommy, you ready? I told you to keep it queued up. Don't be going to sleep. You fishing? By Facebook, by YouTube. Whoever else. Who else they got? The Grammys. So we're going to end the note. I just want. We needed to plant that seed in your spirit. Because if you're honest with me this morning, there's a lot of us that came in this morning on a fractured faith. Because God's not doing it the way we think he should do it. He's not doing it in the time frame that we think that he should be doing it. Do you know that God knows everything? He even knows where you're going to fail. That's embarrassing, isn't it? So maybe he's calling for you like he called for Mary this morning. He wants to bring you back to a spot to where you can remember what it is to praise him. Even in your darkest days, he wants you to come back to a place where you know what it is to praise him. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus did. Okay, so you can smile. Poor Lazarus, he got raised from the dead. But I'm sure he was mad. I'd have been mad. If I go, don't you, don't you dare walk by my casket praying for me to come back to life. I don't want to. Let's stand.